are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who's scruffy-looking? Might want to buckle up, baby. Oh, here we are, folks. Episode number 74 of the Scruffy Looking Podcast is... Today is June 17th, 2019. I am your co-host, Jimmy Dice. And with me, right here, is... (laughs) Me! Eddie B. Ed Bossart. Glad to be here. Eddie, Eddie Shitcakes himself. Damn glad to meet you. Damn glad to meet you. Damn glad to see you. Damn glad to damn glad to be seen, man. You know, you never know. Here we are, and here we go. So yeah. I oh mean, wait, what about that guy across the pond? Uh, hey, what about me? Kev, 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 you up there, Kev? Hello. Uh, Where are your nuclear vessels? Come on, this is what we, this is what we need that for. Oh yeah, I took that off my uh, soundboard. Sorry. Oh god, damn it, Ed. Mm. Ugh. Well, Ed failed. Anyways, so it's just us two scruffy-looking podcasters here tonight, folks, on episode number 74. You can send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash scruffypodcasters. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at scruffypodcast. You can follow me, Mr. Jimmy Dice, at Hebert207, Mr. Ed, at scruffyedb. Uh, Kev, if you were here, is at KPG1974. Leave us some reviews. Send us some emails. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to chat with you folks. Also, if you want a t-shirt, send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Once we get 10 people in for a t-shirt, we will buy t-shirts. Uh, I got another one this week. We're up to five. Nice. We keep this up. In about a month, we'll be able to order these things. So we're it's getting closer, folks. Five, 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 five t-shirts. We're looking at like probably 15 bucks total with shipping and handling and all that other stuff. All included. So it uh, should be really good. A lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you want a t-shirt, send us an email. Sweet, sweet. And here hey, we James. go. Here we James. Yo, what's up? How Hurt. was your uh, week? <coughs> well, my week was... Fine. Um, <laughs> Any Star Wars bullshit? Yeah, happened? yeah. I'll I'll see some Star Wars bullshit and I'll raise you two hundred. Um, I got in the mail from Amazon. Uh, I sent away for finally Star Wars Alphabet Squadron by yeah. Alex Creed. Yeah. So I said I was like, I'm not reading this shit. I can't believe I'm not gonna buy a book that says alphabet squadron <laughs> i feel like it was like five or six episodes i was like fuck that i'm never gonna read it this is the best goddamn star wars novel out there wait 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 wait, wait. i want to preface this with i'm like 
Hey guys, happy Alphabet Squadron Day when it came out. I'm like, <laughs> like Audible. James is like, what? What the fuck is that? What kind of bullshit <laughs> is that? I I gotta say, it's definitely my uh, top top four of the new canon novels that are out right now. Uh, Thrawn obviously being number one, but um, this one is definitely up there. I would I would say Thrawn. Uh, I'll just say the first song because that was amazing. Uh, I won't repeat it because that's not fair. But second one would be Lost Stars right now for tied for, I'll say, most interesting and my favorite. And mm-hmm. three, this could have three. This yeah. could take three spots, the three spot for me. Um, Alphabet Squadron is really good. Can I just give like a real quick teaser about yeah, the book? Yeah, yeah. So, right. so James finished it already. Surprising. Oh, yeah, I read it. I read it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> I am still like in the first. I think I'm on the third or fourth chapter so i'll i hope to get we we hope to review this next week and mm. sizzle on this we're gonna have mr david strutt as a guest oh man yes that's gonna be looking awesome. forward to that uh sizzle sizzle hopefully he can make it he says he can but anyway your review I'll go believe ahead it. i'll believe it when i hear it <laughs> on air recorded live recorded live Oxymorons, baby. Love it. <laughs> so, really, really, really like Alphabet Squadron. It caught me by surprise, you know? Uh, we were going through, and it's like, ah, let's let's go through and read, um, you know, Master and Apprentice and stuff like that. And I really, really enjoyed those. Those are good good novels, good books. Um, but I was just like, ah, I got to get this. I want to read it because I, I want to be able to talk about it. I'm just not going to sit there and not talk about it. So I got it. Hard copy. Uh, I was in again my pitch for hard copy versus audiobook. I'm writing notes in this. I'm dog earing some pages. I'm highlighting some stuff. I'm taking some notes, asking a lot of deep, deep questions. Um, and there was some there's some great, great little tidbits in here. Uh, I'll just say there's a lot of great throwbacks to the X-wing series. I mean, I, I really think that Alexander Freed was doing his research on Aaron Alston's Wraith Squadron series and the Mark Stackpole uh, X-Wing series to try to like, all right, I want to I not necessarily replicate because it's not a copy. It's definitely not that. The writing style is very, very different. It's definitely a lot more modern. Um, almost as if, you know, when you can read books from the past, it's almost as if, you know, they're, it's written in an 80s style or a 90s style or something like that. This one is definitely very edgy like the new movies tend to be, like, say, with Rogue, Rogue One and uh, a few of the others that are coming out. Um, it's a little bit more edgy, a little bit more dark, so we get that sense, like, from the uh, Aftermath series, the Aftermath trilogy, where shit's real dark, Operation Cinder's going on. Uh, no spoiler, but this happens right after the events of uh, the Battle of Endor, Return of the Jedi, and Operation Cinder is kind of going on as this is happening right here um so it's just a very very interesting interesting book there were a lot of similarities i'll go into them further next week uh with just a lot of things characters planets terminology that have been brought back from this legends bullshit that they did to our beautiful expanded universe a couple years ago but they're making it new and they're making it real again. So I really like that stuff. So stay tuned next week. Full review. That's it. 
Yeah, I just I just picture Stackpole and uh, <clears throat> Alexander Free just sitting in a living room, coffees, you know, coffee table in between. I'm like, all right, let's talk about Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> Or there, I could see, I thought you were going to say, which is probably would have been my answer is uh, a couple coffees sitting down at the table, alphabet squads in front of them. They look at each other and they say, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> alphabet. No. Um, yeah. Aside from the title, it's like, I'm only a third into it and I love it already. Like just yeah. the, the, like they're forming their team, right? And yeah, they're forming, they're forming, they're forming the squadron. And, and really, like the term alphabet squadron, you can kind of guess if you're looking at the cover, you can kind of guess the meaning of it. But mm-hmm. the way they introduce it and bring it about in the book uh, is done very well, in my opinion. I think it, it definitely it, it does it in a very convincing way. That's like, oh, OK, alphabet squadron. I get it now. Like, I'm in on the joke. I'm in on the reason why this is it. And this is what it is. It's an inside joke. Because mm. from the outside, when you just read the cover, you, you, it's, it's cute, but you don't, it's not funny. When you read it and you see the whole meaning for it, now it's funny. And it's not just some cute name anymore. Yeah, when you just hear the name, you're like, what did you say, James? What the fuck? No, I'm <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the fuck is this bullshit? I'm not reading that. Uh... Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> No, it's good. Everybody should read it. Um, and we will go over it next week. Speaking of Alphabet Squadron, did you read the TIE Fighter comic stuff that's supposed to be, like, I think prequel to it? Uh, just, yeah, just prequel to it. Uh, some concurrent. Uh, I haven't. So, no, I haven't. <laughs> I, and I say that like I know I fucking read it. So, I will say, in the uh if you bought the physical hardcover version of alphabet squadron in the middle is a comic insert uh, a nice four pager that uh leads into the tie fighter number one comic um and there are some things in there that that are repeated so you you see you kind of what i really like is you're putting some faces to i'll say number one your adversary commander nures um, and some other, you're putting some faces to some other characters here that maybe we'll, uh, might see in the comics as you read it. But I, I did like start reading the comic, uh, comic issue number one, but I just couldn't like finish in time. Um, but, uh, same uh, thing. I first... started the first one and it, it, it has that same feel like the squadron camaraderie, like you're a family, mm-hmm. you got relationships yeah. between them and then someone dies or whatever. And I it's... got relationships. Yep. Ships. Love those ships. And it's fun. I, I, it's just another part of Star Wars. You know, I, I always rave about loving the Force lore and all that stuff. But you know, there's a whole other world with all these squadrons of starfighters and and families, if you will. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it, they really, and again, we'll not give it too much away. Um, the Sky, the Skywalker saga, like you're fighting good versus e- evil in like the the largest, most climactic way. Stuff like this in Alphabet Squadron, like will their missions save the galaxy? No, but will it save their galaxy, like their personal being, the fight that they're fighting, like the people around with them? That's like that's where the story like really takes off and does a really good job. 
Man, I'm just giving my review away already, but I'm trying to keep the spoilers hey, away. We're still we're still spoiler free. Yeah, we right. are spoiler free. Heard. <laughs> I won't tell you that everybody fucking dies in the end. Heard. Take your Jedi weapon. Strike me down with all of your spoilers, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. They all fucking die. An alphabet squadron turns into alphabet soup at the end, you know? Like chicken soup when it's too much, it just dissolves. Anyways, I don't know where I'm going there. That was all complete. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I think of alphabet soup. But anyway. Alphabet soup, bruh. Anyways. Nothing yeah, like cool. that. Definitely yeah, check good, it out. Good book. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Anything else for you? Star Wars? Uh,. No, man, that's that's been the biggest thing. So just a lot of reading, a lot of researching. Nice, nice. Um, for me, <clears throat> I started off of S Squadron. I read some of the TIE Fighter comic. Busy, busy, you know. Dad of twins. Vader had it easy. That kind of stuff. Uh, I did get an itty-bitty Lando. The Hallmark Ooh. itty-bitties. They're like, this, they're like that small, like, plush... Um, I don't know, stuffy. Weird fabric cool. material thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really That's good. Cool. I love it. And it's it's the Empire Strikes Back, like, Lando. And nice. it's, like, about three inches tall. And people do collect these, like... That's what they do. They just collect these Hallmark itty bitties, Star Wars things. I just found out there's a limited edition Lando from Solo, a Star Wars story. Itty what? bitty. What? Oh, God. So I'm going to have to do that. It looks like it's like eight bucks. <laughs> going to have to. Going to have to do that, he says. Going to have to spend that money, spend <laughs> that cash. Yes, sir. Um, speaking of uh, family and all that, Father's Day happened. And <clears throat> I didn't get shit Star Wars wise. But um, <laughs> I thought we'd do a little segment on fathers in, in Star Wars. What do you think about that? Yeah, sure. That sounds interesting. Hmm. I mean, your experience in fatherhood's not where mine is at yet, but no, I no, say but yeah, it will but be. I, yeah, but it will be. Oh, really? Soon. Yep. Yep. I'll have a little girl in about three weeks. <sighs> and her name's about Leia. Three weeks. Yeah. No. I'll <laughs> tell you the name when I decide to tell you the name, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. No. That's what, like, your wife says, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, having a little girl in three weeks. I'll have my own little princess running around. Like, I definitely bought, like, a bunch of, like, little child, uh, like, kushas of, like, Ray and BB-8 and R2 and C-3PO and Chewie and Yoda, like, buying all, all sorts of little, like, fun, non-choking hazard toys. It gives you an excuse, man. It does to spend money, and I love it. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> I, 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 it is, man. Any excuse to spend cash, I am there. It's an excuse for me to listen to the audio of every single movie as I play it for them in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I can awesome. listen to it all day, every day, on repeat, and Elena won't kill me. Right. So, anyway, so there it is. Nice. Yeah, well, congrats. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it's, it. I think first time announcing it, I believe, on the show. Sure, so. yeah. There it is. There it is and there it was, folks. Jimmy Dice is going to be a father. Well, I guess we'll tell Kev whenever he decides to show up. 
I mean, he already knows, but okay. Yeah, we'll make we'll pretend <laughs> it's a surprise on here. <laughs> like we've known for months. That's why I'm not happy with surprise. Hey, yeah, I guys! Just I, yeah, I know. I just like I just haven't. I don't know. We're all we're talking business, boys. We're talking Star Wars. There's no room in Star Wars for family. Oh, life. contraire, <laughs> buddy. It's yeah, all about that. Oh, that's <clears> hurt. That's hurt. <throat> yeah. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, this little father segment because we're a little low on news this week. But um, and don't worry, folks, we'll get to Star Wars Celebration because that was the biggest thing this week. Uh, fathers in Star Wars. We got blood fathers. Mm. Everyone immediately thinks of Darth Vader, right? Oh yeah, big time. I am your father. Yep. Uh, and he wasn't really there to raise them. No. So really say that right. he didn't really know they existed for a while, a good while. Exactly. So it's not his own fault, really, but it's all his fault. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so then I feel like we have to talk about Owen Lars and um, Bail Organa. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. mm-hmm. they had they were good fathers. They raised some good kids. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them. Yeah, happy um, Father's Day, Bale, Peru. <laughs> I mean, Lars. <laughs> Owen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> except he's like uncle. Yeah, right? but he, yeah, but I mean, he acted as, yeah, it's fine. That's kind of odd, right? Listen, listen it's one of those instances where you understand what I'm saying, even though it's not technically what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't know in the 70s what they're thinking. Like, oh, we'll just make it uncle because stepfather is just kind of an, too much. Right. <clears throat> so you got yeah. Lars, you got Bail Organa. What other fathers we got? We got... Uh, uh, we have... Um, Jen Erso's father. Well, we got Galen. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say Harrison Ford. Uh, he's a model fucking father, apparently. <laughs> um just kidding. Ben turned out great. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. look how Ben turned out. Man, he sucks so bad, Ben had to put him down. I mean, Ugh. we can't fully judge because we don't know 100% the full story. We have gotten a lot of pieces. Like, they were distracted mm-hmm. with life and all that crap. Um, but you've got to balance family. Even if your kid's using the force to pick up shit around the room and throw it around lethally. Mm. <laughs> when he has a tantrum, I could not imagine if my daughters had the force. I would be like dead. Yeah, I would, I would be dead right now. <laughs> be dead. You would be dead. They'd be like, "You're dead to me, Daddy." Snap, snack. <laughs> done. It's fucking done. You know, it'd be be fucking Gwen too. She's that evil one. I would have a fucking like mega block in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yep. So, uh, any uh, other fathers you can think of? Any Galen? Galen had you know was... Galen Urso. Yeah, he did a. I mean, he did the best he could. He mm-hmm. loved Jin, um, but apparently loved making like super weapons out of kyber crystal better. <laughs> well, he, least, he thought he was doing enough, it. enough to the point where he was naive enough to think that the Empire was going to use it for bad. 
Um, he kind of did it for her, like to keep her safe, though. I feel like. Oh yeah, but I'm thinking like before that, like way before that, like. Well, okay, I I was under the impression he did all that because he was trying to make a renewable energy source for like, you know, just for a planet oh, to survive. You, yeah, dude, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, I'm saying is that he was naive enough to think that that's what it was all about. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like fucking idiot. Because <laughs> this is the empire we're talking about here. He, don't yeah. hurt. You know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, look at Krennic. Yeah, you think exactly. he's a trustworthy, trustworthy fellow? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, I had Inversio. First, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Her I Inversio. I, or, um, um, my God, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. But she had yeah. a father, and he was a dick. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> All, even at the very end, when she's trying to save his life, he's just like, you're really sweet. And you know what? I did love you, but I'm still a piece of shit. So goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, this is where I belong. Let go of your hand. See ya. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah, spoiler much. alert for Battlefront 2 if no yeah. one's Garrick, played it. Garrick. Admiral Garrick Versio. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, um... Kanan? Yeah, he's a sh- shitty dad. Kanan? Kanan is technically a father. Yeah, but it wasn't born yet. I know, but he's a father. So we we don't know who's actually going to raise Kanan and Hera's child as the dad, right? Yeah. But he's a father. He yeah. would have been great. But he was a father figure to your boy, Ezra Bridger. Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Yeah. I mean, I think he did a decent job with him. Um, at least in the last season, you saw him change because Ezra didn't really change before that. To me, true, true. Opinion, opinion. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other fathers. I can't really. Um, Luke, because Ray is a Skywalker. <laughs> I think he's a shitty father. If um, that's true, he's a shitty father. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I had to. What well, about Obi Wan Kenobi? Because Ray is Kenobi. <laughs> that was for you, Kev. Yeah. Oh, Obi Wan Kenobi's a shitty grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So happy Father's Day to all you dads uh, hey. and. To the fathers. Even single moms who have to be dads as well. To Same the daddies, to you. To the daddy gang. <clears throat> yeah. It's a big job for sure. Yep. Yep. All well, right. So let's. You ready for some Are You Kidding Me? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of Are You Kidding Me's in time and space right now. So why don't you take us there, Eddie? Okay. So Are You Kidding Me is a segment that we do where we take anything in Star Wars that makes one say are you kidding me i didn't think i'd hit it in time okay and here we go are you kidding me a surprise to be sure but it worked all right so here we go i have another behind the scenes thing that's kind of cool 
And it might be something everybody knows, but <clears throat> I think I had heard it before. Kind of shrugged it off, but I'm going to throw it out at you guys because it does give me that, like, wow, are you kidding me? That's why? So here it is. In, I believe, so I got this from digitalspy.com. I think it was from the behind the scene, like the making of A New Hope. Because that's where you first see this prop. Okay. Um, So picture the rebel fighter pilots. Okay. Picture their visors, those those orangey yellow visors coming down over Mm -hmm. their eyes. So... When you're wearing a costume, usually it's very uncomfortable, and you're sweating a fuckload. Mm-hmm. So they put these visors in, apparently, because the Rebel fighter pilots sweated so much that they were given these yellow visors to hide their running makeup. Oh, really? Yeah. Because if you, if you think about oh, it, why the fuck do they need those anyway? Unless they knew about like maybe like a yellowy lens would help them see things clearer. I don't know. Like, well, you always gotta think like always protect your eyes. Like it's just a throwback reference to any kind of pilot, like World War II fighter pilots. They would have to have the goggles on just because of all the air that's been flying through there and making sure your eyes are clean. Because that's that's all you have are your eyes when you're flying like that. It could have been a throwback to there. I I always thought that there was some kind of uh, like heads up display that could pop up in the middle of that. Yeah, and I mean it. It, it makes sense to have it from a story standpoint. Mm-hmm. And hearing this, I'm like, well, if that's the real reason they did it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> makeup. <laughs> the goddamn rebel pilot that died. Three lines. No makeup. Well, if you think about movies, at least in that era, they wouldn't have that. They'd just show the face because you want people to see. Yeah. No, see Mark sure. Hamill in his fullest, but no, you got to have the visor. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes sense because especially Mark, is, he's going to be doing the same thing and. If you if one person does it, they all kind of have to do it. So especially for Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. you know. So all right, he needs a visor. Everyone gets the freaking visor. Well, that, well, that's my point. Like I think in movies around then, they would just give the visor to everyone but Mark, like the main character. You know what I mean? They yeah. Like the main character will just have the helmet not on because we want mm. to see it. I don't know. Right. Anyway. Because it would be cool. Because we want people to know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so that's the Are You Kidding Me this week. Pretty cool. I found it this past week, just running through stuff to see what would surprise me. Um, That is is interesting. That's cool. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. So let's move on to news. Let's uh, start with Celebration. We have now moved our typical Star Wars Celebration convention from an April slot to... And it was announced in the Star Wars show. August. August. 27th through the 30th. And it's in Anaheim, which I think we've already talked about. Yeah, we are. We knew it was going to be in Anaheim, but we didn't know when. And <clears throat> someone had suspected or speculated that they would try to do it in August, which 
Fuck me, man. August in Southern California? I don't know, dude. I mean, mm. granted, we're all going to be inside of the world's greatest invention that is air conditioning, but damn, man, if we decide to go to Galaxy's Edge, one, it's going to be totally clusterfucked out there, and two, we'll be standing in line in 100-degree weather at least. Yep. Definitely. And we, I have a feeling they're not doing the lottery for this because I think I was under the impression they did the lottery for Chicago because the convention center required it. They're like, we don't want people outside for this overnight or wherever overnight because it's dangerous. <laughs> it's like almost, oh, it's almost oh, did- Southern Chicago, like South side. Wait, I do. You didn't see it. They are doing the lottery again. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, it does say that. You're right. Fuck. Okay. I was gonna say I, I saw the same thing you did. I'm like, oh no, dude, they're definitely doing the lottery. That went way too clean for them, man. They saved a lot of money because they don't have to hire staff overnight, feed people overnight, clean up all that trash. Mm, I mean, you know, it, it does it does really suck, especially since we wanted to get into the top dog panel, but we couldn't. It does suck, but you know what? Whatever, man. Like it is what it is. We were able to trade. We were able to trade the trade the panel stuff like pretty easily. So if it's the same system that they apply next year that happened this year, piece of cake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just all you did is, and we and it was proven. At the show, all you do is you just send the email that was sent to you with the barcode for the panel. Send it to whoever you want to go. So I sent my Mandalorian panel when Kev so that he could go check that out. And um, he went in no problem. And we just lazily laid in bed and watched it. <laughs> uh, we laid in bed hungover as fuck. And um, yeah, struggled to keep my eyes awake. Worth it? Sure. I uh, sure. Yeah. So the prices came out for them, <clears throat> and it's gonna be. I didn't, a f- see the, I didn't see the prices. What was the prices? So it's gonna be four day instead of five, which makes sense to me. So it's cheaper, right? Uh, Hundred ninety five dollars instead of I think was it one seventy five? No, for the wait for the five day pass yeah i don't re- that was, that was like 250 that was like 250 or something dude are you sure yeah huh okay and or they were like we'll, 225 we'll at 230 or something like that yeah it was definitely into the closer to mid 200s um so that's cool i dig that and uh 195 all right 195 and then each day if you did like one day 75 bucks in advance yeah that's standard standard. i'm not talking all in advance and uh 85 at the door for that one day it's 205 at the door which i doubt will be available because i think they sell out pretty quick for the four day yeah see and that's so this is my my real gripe that i have with this um i see for me I'm having a daughter. She's going to be let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, like 13 months old by the time August rolls around, right? I don't know what kind of state I'm going to be in if I can even take that time off. Like, I don't even know. 
So we're also we're planning a big trip to New Zealand in March with an eight month old before she's even here yet. We're planning these trips for her. We're fucking nuts, but whatever, folks. Roll the dice. Here we go. But I don't know if I'll have enough vacation time or be able to swing it mentally. You know what I mean? Like time off with the kid and everything else, child support, all that stuff. You know, for just, uh, not child support, but just child coverage to go to August. But I am going to buy this four-day pass because I don't know if I'm going to be able to go or not, and I don't want to have to scrounge around and buy something off third party. So, yeah, I'm just going to suck it up and pay 195 bucks, and then take another $200, go to Oxford Casino, and win it all back on craps. <laughs> all right. So after this, not a rant, monologue from James, I'm going to talk about how when we assumed it was going to be in April. Sorry, that was my dog, Wrigley. Shaking, shaking himself. Um, yeah, he's pissed too. Yeah, when when we were like, "Oh yeah, James, it's gonna be Anaheim next year." Kev, Kev's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go. It's in April, late April, like it usually is, mid April, whatever it is." James, like, I can't do it. I can't go because uh, I'm going to New Zealand, right, or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all true. I'm going to New Zealand within the month before that, and can't do it. And then. And then the rumor came out that it was going to be in August. And he was like, oh, man, I think I can do that. It was like, <laughs> it's like divine intervention. Like God came down and was like, Ugh. well, okay, here it is. And then now he's still on the fence. No, yeah, you know why? Because God came down and said, come on, James, really tempt yourself to go to this fucking 100, 100 degree plus weather. Because you're not going to go to Celebration and not go to Galaxy's Edge. Because the next time you go to Galaxy's Edge, you're going to have a child. So this is going to be your only time to go solo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So this is really fucking me over here. And we know you're going to go. So moving yeah, on. Pretty- no, it's good. <laughs> I'm just going to put my name in to buy, like, buy the friggin' $2,000 a night suite for the last night. Oh, man. We just we have there. to, like, I've been, like, throwing, planting seeds with my wife, like, so I really want to experience this, like, two-night thing at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> with the hotel, with can Kevin James. Longer? With Kevin James. Like, I mean, we can incorporate it with our Disney trip overall for the week, but I do want to do a two-night thing with James and Kev. <laughs> are they going to come? Is, are Gina and the girls going to come out? They, I mean, no, no, not for the... I'm talking like in a Disney trip. Ah, gotcha. You know, you gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, like they'll yeah. they'll want to see the princesses and stuff and, oh, and obviously they, Star they Wars. Them. Yeah. But the 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 like... Hotel experience that we've been talking about. Oh man, we've got yeah. to do that. We've got to do that as a group. Like, I yeah, we definitely do. I I absolutely do agree. And I mean, talking with my wife, like we definitely want to take her to celebration, like someday when she's a little older. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it was really cool walking around celebration, being like, oh man, look at all these kids around everywhere. Like, that's gonna be me. And my wife, my little girl someday. So I'm really looking forward to doing that stuff. 
you know, because she'll want to do it for like a day or two, and that's probably all Elena will be able to stand too. And um, and then I'll just be around for the rest of it. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll do it, and I'm excited for it. And hopefully, we're still doing this shitty podcast at that point, oh, so we can talk. Then we about can it. record. We can record <laughs> live. Galaxy Edge. Record live. That's right. Yep. You know we're gonna have to go, dude. And you know what? How you know it's gonna be so many other fucking people going to this thing. It's gonna be a god damn madhouse it's going to be awful the lines are going to be bullshit which means we have to spend more thousands of dollars for like the easy pass fast pass bullshit whatever you want to call it Ugh, this is uh, see this is just making me angry <laughs> pissing away hopefully it'll so be much like money for this. 2021 when we decided to do this i think uh, no, dude, this is 2020, next year. I'm talking about next year, a celebration. Mm. We have to. Well, my, my in-laws now have a place in Florida, which is kind of far from Disney World, but it can be incorporated with babysitting, etc. No, so I, dude, think that, dude, I think it's dude, workable. Dude, Anna, no, bro, Anaheim, California. Oh, you're talking to Anaheim. Like, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, uh, fuck Florida. I mean, Florida's the big one. Florida's going to be like the good one to go to because that's going to be the more full, completed one. But we got to go to Galaxy's Edge when we're um, in Anaheim. You're right. That's it's going to be fucked like, up. It's going to be crowded, we, dude. We got to yeah in August. <laughs> it's going to be Sorry. full of sweaty Star Wars nerds, which is yeah. I, I didn't us mean to like do it. take that long to get to my point. Apparently, I'm sorry about that, but. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to try to find a way to do it. So we'll stay in an Airbnb for three nights, and then we're at fucking Galaxy's Edge for two days at a cost of an additional $6,000. Mm. <sighs> Ideally, if I didn't have a kids and family stuff, I would totally do it. <laughs> See? And that's what but, I'm saying. I might be doing this solo by myself. But... <clears throat> I think that's the worst time to go to Galaxy's Edge is when it's the same week as Star Wars Celebration. I don't I'm really torn because everybody's going to want to do it, right? Everybody's uh, going to want to go. Exactly. Now here's the deal, dude. When is the next time that you're going to be there by yourself without your wife and kids? Right? This right. is the time where you're going to be there by yourself, which, again, this is what I'm getting at. This is going to suck because we're going to have to do this because no one else like we're there by ourselves. We got to go. Right. Embrace live. the suck. Yeah. Yeah. Recorded live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should. We should definitely try. Do that. Oh, that's. It that's sounds like you're given, already. Man. James, it sounds like you're already going. I know, and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> well, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, we found out that Colin Trevorrow, who was the previous director, writer, one of the writers, whatever, signed on for episode nine, helped design a TIE, which is a vehicle, if 
people aren't going with me on this. Twin, twin ion It's called engine. a tie. Yeah, twin ion engine. A tie echelon, which was supposed to be in episode nine, Ooh. that you will see at Galaxy's Edge. That's and cool. this is from Collider. So they talked to Colin Trevorrow about it. And um, so they, they created this tie for the tie echelon for episode nine slash Galaxy's Edge. And it was supposed to be like a Black Hawk helicopter kind of vehicle. You know, like a stealthy uh, troop carrier kind of deal. Sure, sure. And they're like, well... You you developed it for a sequence. Um, can you share what it was? And they're like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But anyway, it looks like it. It's it looks like a combo of like Kylo Ren's Tie Silencer with some Tie Advanced looking things on it. Uh, solar panels on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's. That's that. If you're if you if you're going to Galaxy's Edge, I mean, someone's gonna someone's gonna make that for X-wing miniatures. So oh. that's just a given. There you go, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there will be money made for that shit. Uh, have you gotten any um, X-wing miniature version two yet? Uh, no, actually. And uh, I was just thinking about getting some, actually. Um, and I, I thank you for mentioning that. It um, cues me into something else that I was thinking about. Reading Alphabet Squadron really wants me, is really making me get back into X-Wing miniatures. So I am going to go find the fucking conversion kit, spend $100 for cards that I already fucking own because Do it. Fancy Flight Games are a piece of shit. So there. The answer to your question is yes, Ed. You're going to fucking do it. And you're going to yeah, move with the crowd. Well, it, because I have my, my table that I would like I three quarters built. I, I got this real nice like uh, space background vinyl that I glued down to this nice like maple pine uh, maple uh, plywood. But I want to like cut the edges and like smooth it out real nice and maybe put some stain or some color on it kind of thing. Um, and just make, make it really, really real nice. You know what I mean? Like maybe like route in some like card holder positions for all of the X wing stuff, like actually carve it into the table. That would be really nice. So that's going to be trying to do probably the next couple of weeks. So, cause then I can have that and it's more of a decorative piece, not just this like square four by four sheet of plywood in the corner. There you go. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. You're going to do it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, speaking of games, let's move to video games. Pew, 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 pew. We did pew, talk pew. a lot about um, Fallen Order last week, which we we are all really excited for. But oh, big time! There was announced an announcement by a company called Limited Run Games, and um, I went to their website because I was like, "What do they actually do?" They take games that are now digital and they keep them physical you know what i'm saying for like so it's it's more for like the collector <clears throat> mm-hmm. so like older games that are like 
not even made anymore physically. They're just on digital. Mm-hmm. They'll bring them back, pull them to physical, and you can you can order them and have them as collectibles. Or you like Tie Fighter. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So now they're partnering with Lucasfilm, and this was at an E three twenty uh, recent E three presentation by them. And they are going to re-release a bunch of classic Star Wars games. Are you excited for this? I I am so freaking stoked about this. Yeah, because you you and I have played a bunch of these. Probably you more, maybe. We haven't really fully hashed out what we've we've both played, but um, there's a list of them, and I'll go through them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And some of them, I. Th- are they going to be on the Switch? I'm not 100% sure. I thought they are all PC, and it's like... Oh, okay. They, I don't think they specified. I didn't fully figure that out. But So it's starting out with uh, Star Wars, which came out on Nintendo and Game Boy. Just mm-hmm. plain Star Wars. I never played that one, did you? No. That must have gone way back. I don't think. Uh, actually, I, take, I played Empire Strikes Back on Game Boy. Actually, yep. no, I take that back. Shit, I got all three of them, dude. I got A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, all <laughs> as game instances for my Game Boy. <laughs> nice. Sorry. So Return of the Jedi isn't on this list. Surprisingly. Oh, interesting, interesting. All right. So we got Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars on it. And... Uh, Bounty Hunter, did you play that? That was a PS4 mm-hmm. game. No, I never owned any of the Sony Sony consoles. Mm, okay. I did not play Bounty Hunter. And then Dark Forces, I obviously played. Did you? Oh, yeah. That's that's Fucking a yeah. classic. So good. Mm-hmm. That, like, that game did such a good job of making you <clears throat> feel like you are in Star Wars and you're under this oppressive empire. Mm-hmm. And then, and then also these like grand that are throwing grenades at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep. Uh, episode one racer. <clears throat> so this is like the pod racing game on, and this is the pod racing. This Sorry. is the pod. I'm racing getting confused game, yeah. with the other on one. On PC in uh, in N64. Yes, this is the one I played a fuckload on N64, and it's. Amazing! It follow if you play the Tatooine Bunta E one, it follows the course in the movie like perfectly, and they mm-hmm. add in mm-hmm. stuff to make it like seamless. It's good. The tr- yeah, the track is, the track is the track. Yeah, just like the movie. Exactly, it's it's impressive, really, and and it it moves really fast and it's very exhilarating and it gets your adrenaline pumping. Everybody oh, should try so it out, good. especially if you like that entire sequence with the pod racing in the movie definitely play this game it's really fun i think i played it in like first person mode which makes it way more scary but oh it does it's way way harder to play in first person mode but obviously that's more movie authentic mm-hmm. i mean it's like any other game like the battlefront series and stuff like that when you're in a x-wing or if you're even playing first person or shooter mode playing third person is so much easier yeah 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 Agreed. The purest, the purest way, is first person. Like the whole in-game experience, first mm-hmm. person. 
that's get the way you right do it. down at the bumper or whatever where the person is yeah in the cockpit yeah. <clears throat> uh then we move on to empire strikes back with which we talked about and you've played did you did you beat these games on game boy yep you did okay so i never did. played them really good Eh, i mean they were just for like any time. other side scroller yeah for their okay. time return of the jedi was my favorite um, my favorite level was the final one. You're flying the Millennium Falcon through the Death Star two, cool. the reactor core and back. Like that was, that was always really fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, I never got to experience them, but I would like to at least see some. I maybe should YouTube and see some gameplay. But uh, the next one is Jedi Knight, which is I. It's Dark linked Forces with Dark two. Forces. Yeah. Yeah. And and oh, actually, name. it was it was so it was called uh, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then jet then from then, that it, it morphed into like Jedi Knight Academy, Jedi Knight Two, or right, Jedi Knight Two, and then Jedi Knight Two Academy. That's what that was. Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast. Well, Jedi Outcast was after Jedi Knight Two Academy. Okay. Well, they, they have it listed Knight here Academy. as Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and then Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Um, I know I played one of those two and had a lot I, of fun. Like, that showed the real power of a lightsaber. A lot of games, like, tone it back. You know, like, in, yeah, in these games, yeah. like, you actually cut limbs off and, like, did all that kind of stuff and use the Force to, like, pick people up, throw them off cliffs, and then it's like, wow. This shows like the un like the riddle, relentless power of the force and the lightsaber, and then like other games that you play that are more recent kind of tone it back. Like they don't let you do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Do you did you yep. find that? I do. Oh, and so it's, I I'm sorry, not Jedi Knight Two Academy. I was thinking Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith. Oh, okay. Remember that? No. That was that was like so that was the so there was all right, let me start over folks. Sorry. Dark Forces. Mm-hmm. Dark Forces two Jedi Knight and then it's Star Wars Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith mm. and then Jedi Knight Two Jedi Knight Outcast and Academy and all the other shit. I didn't know there was the Sith one in there. Dude, you play as Mara Jade, dude. Oh Yeah, purple lightsaber and everything. Excellent. It's oh, it's so good because the demo of uh, just a real quick sidetrack. The demo of Mysteries of the Sith, it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, The game demo starts you on some rebel base somewhere Mm -hmm. and uh, you're under attack by Imperials. Very generic, but very awesome. So you start out right off the bat with your lightsaber and like a blaster pistol, like a DL-44 kind of thing. Um, and you're just helping these rebels defend these rebel troopers, like new Star Wars, a New Hope era rebel troopers, defend the base from these from these uh, stormtroopers. And you're just kind of going around room to room doing your thing. But you're learning like you have basic force powers um, because you're Mara Jade. You have like force choke and force throw and push and all that other stuff, um, as well as the standard force jump and all that. And then you pick up a rocket launcher and destroy like an ATST at the very end. It's really great, just really great, well written, well done. Love Mysteries of the Sith, 
I don't even. I don't think I've heard of it. Sadly, what kind uh, of dude, just fucking go, Star Wars just, fan am I? Just go to. I mean, that was that was like ninety. 1998, 1997, because that's when I was in my prime of Star Wars fandom. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of that. Well, Dark Forces was 95, and then 97 was Star Wars Jedi Knight, Dark Force. Oh, Star Wars Wars Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Mm, That's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was Star Wars Jedi Outcast. Well, after... That is Mysteries of the Sith, which I think was like, like I said, uh, nineteen ninety eight. That's right, one year after it. Expansion pack is an expansion pack. Yeah, that makes sense. It was an expansion. <clears throat> I don't think I played it. Um, next, we got Racer Revenge, which was that like a PlayStation only thing or? Yeah, I never. I don't remember that one. I, again, looks, I never played anything Sony. It looks like the pod racing one. Looks exactly or pretty close to it. Um, PlayStation 2 is what it came out on. Yeah, and I didn't have one, so that's probably why I didn't play it. And after that, everybody's played this, right? Rebel Assault? Oh, dude, classic. Oh, Rebel fucking Assault. Damn. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, the best game like on... The, the best game on... Rails? Is what they call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Where it just takes you on rails through, and you just can aim around and shoot TIE fighters and stuff, and you got to, like, memorize when they come out or you're going to die. I played Star Wars Rebel Assault on, like, a 4 meg or 8 meg video card, something like that. (laughs) I mean... Nice. The joystick we had was like three inches by th- three three inch by three inch block with a little tiny little joystick on it. Like the graphics were horrible. You had to sit so close to it. God, those were the days. Rebel Assault Two, also great. Mm. Oh yeah, we had upgraded to like a, a sixteen megabyte sixty megabyte Voodoo Three video card. That was just <laughs> fucking top shit back yep. then. It's like, whoa, you got the Voodoo Three. Damn. It was... Oh, I had a lot of fun with those games. And that made you feel like you were there and your plane is like... um, Luke, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and you're shooting <clears throat> stormtroopers and then you're in a ship and you're shooting and then you're in like a B-wing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's the... <laughs> the Death Star. Yeah. anyways well speaking of flying around tie fighter and x-wing they're also doing those two which are fucking amazing simulators that were Mm -hmm. they pioneered the simulator genre i think dude they did man They, they absolutely did i mean it took it took the basic uh flight simulator like microsoft flight simulator that was getting you know pretty popular at the time as well, one for training and two, you know, for the air, air airplane enthusiasts, but really taking it to that next level and really showing us what what you can do in like a sci-fi setting. That's yeah, what I mean, like what, a sci-fi what, simulator. Yeah, yeah, and well, like what what games could do? You know what I mean? Like you had you had Star Wars Tie Fighter and X Wing were both single player 
games and both they took place between like the events of empire strikes back and return of the jedi like lots of good story here lots of good story i mean you see vice admiral thrawn coming through here um there were like really sort of at the time intricate cut scenes that had interactions between the emperor and thrawn um and then, like yourself, I think Merrick Steele was your character. Uh, some background neg- narrative where you know you're being awarded by the Emperor and you're joining this like secret, um, the Emperor's Circle kind of thing, secret society or whatever it was. I can't, I'm butchering all this. I can't remember everything, but I mean, this was you're remembering gosh. way more than I did. Ah, it was it was great, man, and like. Admiral Zarin, that's right, Grand Admiral Zarin. He was the rebel defector because he met with Mon Mothma in some, like, 8-pixel, 16-bit pixel scene. Uh, The music was cool. I mean, it was all, like, you know, John Williams motifs that were just done to, you know, sounded more like MIDI because that's just the way it was. But, yeah, man, great, great game. Introduced us to the TIE Defender. Yep. The the TIE Advance, the Missile Boat. Which mm-hmm. apparently the missile boat was like one of Grand Admiral Thrawn's creations. Were they in any um, of those books? Uh, no, I never saw them except for even the Tide Advanced. I never saw the Tide Advanced. I all, I saw the Tide Defender mentioned in a book. Um, but yeah, never the Tide Advanced, never mm-hmm. the assault gunboat, and never the missile boat. Never saw any of those three. Uh, mentioned so interesting mm-hmm. i mean you, you don't want to you want to introduce like too many friggin ships to this whole thing you know what i mean because right. then it's just it just gets too complicated we got to keep the story as linear as possible <laughs> yeah well star wars fans like complicated Lots oh no of detail. No, I'm not. oh no we we do we absolutely do but we gotta remember for the layman you know what i mean like the layman original trilogy watcher only you got to make it entertaining for them as well that's right okay so we got just a couple more minor news things well they might not be minor um minor to you that's yeah right so emma thompson you know who she is um, refresh my memory. <laughs> She's a Brit. Kev, Kev oh, she is. would be disappointed in you. I know who Thompson. <laughs> I know who Emma Thompson is. She is being a dink. I know. She's a I dame. Know. Yeah, she is a big deal, and I really like her as an actress. <clears throat> and she says she actually really wanted to be in Star Wars, and this is according to a Wired. Oh, um, but they don't want her to be in it, she says. Mm, I mean, they probably saw the taint of uh, the love punch with fucking Pierce Brosnan, and it was just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah, man, Here she'd be. Pierce. If you need an amazing Imperial officer, she could do it. Yeah, no, right? for sure. I, I think so. I say Imperial because a lot, like, Star Wars is known for hiring Brits to be Imperials, Imperial officers. True. Or just evil villains. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's hard. I think she. I think she'd do it. Do it justice I, for I, sure. I think. She, I think she would too. Like, I mean, there's a female. Um, I'll say the female antagonist of uh, Alphabet Squadron. Um, she seems like a pretty badass female antagonist, and you see some sort of visual of her in the Tie Fighter preview. And you know, Emma Thompson could pull that shit off real well. I love doing that, like pulling in actors into novels and comics. Like yeah. when I when I brought up um, Rail Alvaros, Alvaros, like who would you want? To be right right as an actor yeah. for him and <clears throat> i came up with michael madsen i think his name was and um then i thought about it more and i was like oh dude that guy from lost that yeah. guy <laughs> from lost that um, guy uh, plays sawyer yeah yeah, because you're watching Lost right now, right? Yeah, I'm almost done with the first season. Josh Holloway, the actor. Yeah, I think nice. he would be a great Rail Alvarez. Cause and um, I posted it on Twitter, and Luke Cruiser replied. He's like, "Yeah, because he's the guy that would like to fuck." <laughs> <laughs> heard, heard and seen. He fucks. I think he said. And yeah, he, Rail Alvarez. Yeah, he, he also fucks. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think Emma Thompson in here would be uh, that would be cool. Come over and use her, but maybe they're saving her, realizing that like, yeah, we need, we just can't have her as some just shitty throwaway imperial officer, like um, first order. I'll or say, uh, yeah, or um, uh, Liza Tully. Aunt Liza, who is uh, from Game of Thrones, who is like the random Star Destroyer bridge officer in um, The Last Jedi. So it's like, oh, come on, you can do better than that. Mm. Yeah. So Emma Thompson, she, she couldn't just be some like, you know, adjutant or even like like colonel, like a General Veers type. I don't even see her doing that. I see her doing... Uh, a, a larger role antagonist, similar to Christine Gwendolyn. I could almost see her as a motherly uh, teacher role, like a po- possibly Jedi Master. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't. How far? How far into Alphabet Squadron have you read? Mm, I can't spoil it. I, we can't spoil the book. We can't spoil the yeah, okay. All I'm saying is the female antagonist, Commander Nuress, her nickname, aka, is Grandmother. So, I mean, like, again, Emma Thompson, she would be perfect for the antagonist of Alpha, Alphabet Squadron. Because a strong female antagonist that has a lot of character development that they did a really good job with here. Anyways, mm-hmm. enough about Alphabet Squadron. We can go to that. Next oh, we'll week. do that next week with Dave. I know. Oh, I know. I know. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, man. No, the yeah, Emma Thompson will be great in, in any kind of capacity. So we'll see what happens. I mean, like we said, we're gonna have Star Wars for the rest of our friggin' lives. So not too concerned about it. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, right, we got one final news piece, and it's uh, Lucasfilm announced. Uh... Was that today? 
mm. June 17th, which is today, mm-hmm. that Michelle, I don't really know how to pronounce the last name, and I apologize uh, if I'm butch- butchering just, him, but uh, I think Ray, it's Raywan. I think Raywan. it's Raywan, but it's spelled R E J W A N. Raywan has been named as Senior Vice President of Live Action Development and Production for Lucasfilm. <clears throat> so I'll go over her accolades in a second, but I initially am now thinking like if this is a new position, good. Because I want someone who's a senior vice president of live action development and production. Sure. Mm. Yeah, because you have lots of media coming out to the public from mm-hmm. in in uh animation and um comics like every books like there's so many things going out there you want someone in charge of just live action which will Mm. include movies and shows sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it makes me feel comfortable right makes you feel comfortable i mean theoretically yes i mean all the all the all the stars are aligning in such a way that yeah okay it's it's this makes sense I mean, maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to put some faith in the fan base. Letting people know that, like, hey, look, we're hiring some high-caliber people here. Like, don't worry. Everything's under control. Everything's fine here. How are you? Yeah. Are you giving a hint that that I should do something on my soundboard? No. We've already lost it. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Go fuck yourself. God, I suck at this. No. Um so she <laughs> I mean, you know, not not everybody can do it, man, but oh! Yeah. James strikes back, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry though, there's gonna be return of the ed coming up. No, um, sure. So Michelle Raywan. Let's and I apologize. Apologize if I'm saying it wrong. So she's I, I done. Think, I think it's, say again. I think it's Raywan. Yeah, we'll just move forward with that. And if we find out it's different, I apologize. Uh, Super Eight producer, mainly producing capacity is what she's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Eight and um, Star Trek, right? Yeah, Into Darkness. She helped on the rise of Skywalker. Didn't she help? Uh, didn't she do Force Awakens too? Yes, some of Force Awakens. And the Force yeah, Awakens. So she's, so she's had some experience with Star Wars. I mean, you know, I mean, not not with the Last Jedi, but I mean, she's teamed with Jedi for Force Awakens. She seems to be uh, like a decent, um, per, like a you know decently skilled person. Otherwise, JJ wouldn't have brought her along for these sort of bigger blockbuster movies that he's been having degrees of success on. Yeah, and she seems to mesh well with Kathleen and her personality and trust. So Right. That's uh, a big deal. And she and she emphasized that when she announced it. She's like, you need someone on this team as a team trust, you know, using those like big word like big mm-hmm. words that hit home in these kind of things like trust mm-hmm. and team and working well and development and 
manage and all that stuff. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they got to have more action in this one. We barely had a, we didn't even have any lightsaber combat, like lightsaber on lightsaber combat. And, uh, the last Jedi, so we bet, and we only had like untrained lightsaber duels in the uh, the Force Awakens, so to speak. So I want to see some real nasty shit go down this last one. I think I think we were so this brings up lightsaber combat, which is a great topic for me to think about. But um, I think the last Jedi had a great scene of lightsaber combat, but like you said, it wasn't lightsaber on lightsaber. Combat. Yeah, combat. Exactly. It was just uh, a couple. It was Ray and Kylo with lightsabers fighting people without lightsabers. So, unless somebody wants to make some kind of bullshit argument out there that the weapons that the Praetorian Guard had had some, maybe some kind of kyber in it, that's why they could, you know, resist <laughs> and you know, combat with lightsabers. There's there's a technology out there that combats lightsabers, and I've mentioned it because it was in some Rebels episode, and I forget the name. But yes, let's. I I am looking forward to possibly combat where it's lightsaber on lightsaber combat, like you saw a lot of in the prequels. Lightsaber on lightsaber action, as they say. Yes. We still talking about Star Wars? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Black Spire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe getting some of that at all in Episode Nine because we haven't had any... I mean, we had a little bit in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but it was like unskilled versus skilled, injured. Unskilled mm-hmm. versus skilled, injured Kylo. So, I... I does that count? I mean, it's not. No. It. I mean, not it really. counts, but it's not like prequel caliber. I, th- I, th- I think we're 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 really tainted by that prequel, like seeing all these Jedi fighting and and Obi Wan and Anakin flipping around, Yoda flipping around. You know, like. Ah, uh, no, dude. I'll, I'll take a. I'll take you way back. We're we're still freaking out about the Qui Gon Obi Wan. Uh, synchronized somersault across the platform to fight Darth Maul. That's what everyone's oh, fucking freaking out about. Still. Best, best, so good. Fucking yeah. a. Fucking when people a. think about like new era lightsabers, you go back to that. Definitely go back to that every time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you, you didn't see any or much of that in the original trilogy. Obviously, they lean more towards like the samurai kind of fighting. It's slower. It's it's the single blade, not the double blade, all, all that stuff. Right, right. Um, technology limited it too. But I'm excited to see what they do in episode nine with lightsaber combat. Because from what we've heard, spoiler alert. Take your Jedi weapon. Strike me down with all of your spoilers. And your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Uh, might as well just turn it off if you don't want to hear any possible spoilers that we've heard from Jason Ward at Making Star Wars. But we've heard that Rey and Kylo end up clashing 
sabers and in their force back like the like force what we call it where they're like the surroundings change as they're fighting yeah something like that so i'm ex- i'm excited to see how flippy forcey lightsaber combaty it goes because if they keep it like grounded and and less showy that'll be interesting i, I don't know you mm. know what i mean there's like a, there's two yeah. there's two styles we've seen there's the ones in the original trilogy which this sequel trilogy has been leaning towards and then there's mm. the co- lightsaber combat style we've seen in the prequel trilogy that's like flippy dippy like really showy kind of combat and it's impressive and i kind of want more of that to be honest mm-hmm. I, I agree what do you want i i want i want prequel era style action yeah i think that's what, every, want, what everyone as, want, as much as people give shit about the prequel era stuff i think people want that kind of combat they do. I mean, this is the, this is what it was meant to be. We're going to see the personalities of all these characters through their combat. You know what I mean? Like, it isn't just going to be that plain Jane stuff. Because to just to be honest and and fair to them, that's all they had for technology back in the day. That's all that they could do. That was the limit of their ability. Half of the reason, and George Lucas had said this. Half the reason he didn't do any prequels or sequel trilogies after the OT was just because the technology wasn't there for what he wanted to do. Like he went yeah. to his executive producers and said like, dude, I want a pod race. And it, this is in, I think some of the extras for the Bluetooth stuff. It's like, I want, or he said it actually at the, the Phantom Menace panel. This is what I want. Create this pod race for me. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And the guy's like, that technology isn't anywhere for this yet. It's like, yeah, well, let's make it and create it. Boom, done. Yep. Like, shit like that is what makes George Lucas so brilliant and Star Wars as successful as, successful as it was. Because, and you could make an argument that they necessarily may not have done that with The Phantom Menace, but they did their best. And as we saw with Jar Jar Binks, pioneer of his generation for technology, but they didn't do stuff where they couldn't render it in some capacity on screen. Yep. I mean, you're seeing that in, I think, all types of Star Wars stuff now. Like, we just talked about it last week with Jedi Fallen Order and the screen swipes. Like the Yeah, the screen swipes. The, the tra- transition to the next scene. They're like, we've never done that in a video game. So now we have to figure that out. And the guy was like, that's doesn't sound possible but let's try it <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't sound possible but it is possible we're gonna figure out a way to do it yeah it's all there is to it man so well well what, that's cool yeah. i'm excited what doesn't sound possible is we're done i know that's I it for the episode it. tonight guys time flies when you're having a shitty time i mean when you're having fun you had you had fun with two manas tonight i did two mainas tonight and next week we'll have a much further in-depth review of alphabet squadron which i'm really excited for as really excited for kev is excited for right now because his ears are burning because we're talking about them 
It's going to be a fun time. Uh, I mean, I really, I can't wait to share all of these like little tidbits and nuggets of awesomeness from this book next yeah, week. It's, it's going to be so fucking dope. We're going to have two Americans and two Brits. It'll be even. That's right. Well, Again. well I guess uh, I guess next week, Mr. David Strutt from the UK, as in UK, and uh, there it is. There it was, folks. So, uh, and uh, thanks for joining us on episode number seventy-four of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Don't forget to send us an email, scruffypodcasts at gmail.com, and let us know if you want a t-shirt. Like I said, we got five people committed for t-shirts, five more. We can make the order. They'll be about 15 bucks a piece. That includes all the shipping and everything else. So small to extra large, send us an email. Let's get them t-shirts out into the world. Little uh, <laughs> little fog cutters, little mama's boom shack for the music in here. And uh, here we are, and uh, there we go, folks. All right. <clears throat> Wait, was that what I was going to do for the outro? Save the tree! <laughs> Save the tree! This party's over.